this interview, we'll be talking to one of my favorite folks in the fighting game community. Someone who, if you have been a fan of anything in the FGC, you know this man's face, you know this man's iconic voice. Ultra David was kind enough to spend some time with me at Evo, and I had a blast talking to this veteran of the space and someone who I, I hold in really high regard. It was great to be able to talk to him about the kind of current state of the fighting game community, uh, thinking moving and uh, thinking and moving forward into the, the future of what the FGC can be, um, and, and just how he's looking at the space as well from a, from his perspective of having been in it for so long it was really eye-opening and really fantastic to get his take and his voice um to be able to talk about all the things that he's seeing in the space and things that we got into so super excited to get a chance to bring this to you here's ultra david what's good everybody we are here at evo 2022 i think i got the date right but i don't know i'm delirious it's hot out here and i'm sweating i can't see words i can see i can see colors and things at this point <laughs> I'm really excited to bring to you one of my favorite people in the FGC, Ultra David, rocking with me here on Small No Me at Evo. David, it's so excited to get a, ch a chance to talk to you. How are you doing? How's your Evo? How's things going? I appreciate that. It's very nice. I'm happy to do it. Uh, I'm having a great time, actually. I'm really happy with this year's Evo so far. Uh, it's a lot larger than has been in the past in terms of just physical space. Oh. But the layout is great and I haven't heard a peep from anybody that's negative so far, which is a really good sign. Um, I've talked with the people who are running the event. Yeah. And you know, there's always like fires to put out like at any big event, but yeah. uh, for so far, I, I, in my opinion, this has been the best Evo of like modern Evos. Wow. You know, in terms of like the scene being large. And yeah. Back in the day when like I knew every single person who was there, like it's kind of different story. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But um, no, I've, I've really, really enjoyed Evo so far. I think it's been going great. That's rad. Cause you know, for me, this is my first Evo. So mm. I, I am soaking all of it in, you know, years and years and years of seeing, you know, everything being streamed. And you know, when it was like super underground and starting out getting to see you and, <laughs> and your crew, you know, be at the forefront of kind of the comm scene and doing a lot of that work. It's good to hear you and, and other folks who have been such, you know, pillars of the community for so long talk about this really nice energy that's around the space now, right? It's a lot of young faces. Yeah. God, I mean, MK is my game and seeing a 17-year-old take it is wild. Yeah. You know, what are your thoughts yeah. about the current state of of the FGC right now? How, how are you feeling about the, the, the way things have been playing out? And, and how, how all of it's kind of coming together. Yeah, I think it's in a, an interesting spot and in a good spot in some ways. I mean, like everything else in the whole world, it's been in some ways on pause yeah. for the last couple of years. But that said, with the pandemic, we've had to change, I think, some ways that we've handled some situations. Yeah. And I feel like there has been positivity that's come out of it, not exclusively for sure, but sure. I think a lot of it's been positive. Uh, we've seen, even though you know people have been forced to stay at home for so long, We've still seen more players playing yeah. games. The online scenes are doing better. Yeah. In part, probably because of the pandemic, companies are taking online play more seriously. So mm -hmm. rollbacks come into all sorts of stuff now. Has been over the last year or so. And that's fantastic. So from a game side, I'm very happy about that. I'm really happy about the current generation of games. Yeah. Um, and my my personal favorite fighting games are this like last generation Street Fighter V, yeah. MK11 are like some of my absolute favorites of all time. So I'm really happy about that. But seeing the new stuff that's uh, that's headed to come out, I think that that's going to continue. So I feel like this is kind of a golden age from the game point of view. Not only are games good, but we can actually play online against people. Yeah. Uh, and as far as the you know this kind of like offline yeah. aspect to it. I think that kind of remains to be seen. 
the mm. things like Evo are doing well. Evo, you know, was bought out, right? Different ownership. Um, much more money involved. Yeah. But part of why there is this really big space, yeah. I would imagine, I don't have personal details, sure, but I would sure, imagine, sure, sure. is that there is all this extra money involved. Yeah. And so that's a positive, right? But you know, it maybe also comes with like requirements about what you have to do, and there's like yeah. certainly gonna be deliverables that people have to meet. So money is great in some ways, like as long as we still feel like we have the FGC people in charge, yeah. I'm totally cool with that, and that is how it is. So I'm, yeah. I'm really happy about that. But when it comes to the other majors that aren't EVO, which is its own case, um, some of them I think are doing okay. CEO I think had fewer people than they expected. Sure. And I, I know some majors are not coming back. Oh, wow. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You know, I've talked with some folks who used to run events who aren't gonna do it anymore. It's, and, that's, and that's a lot of different parts of that conversation too. That's like the way that uh, the structures have gone in terms of prize money, how you can kind of put things together in that space too. Uh, it, it is a really interesting pivot point now where we're also seeing that conversation about money yeah. be really different, especially when you have games like Multiverses coming in and mm. WB throwing a, a, a big chunk into a pot in that space. And let's be honest, the, one of the hardest things has been for the FTC and compared to a lot of other esports has been how do you pay players for the for the work that they do and the time and the money that they put in and, and effort they put in without a really big amount of you know, return for a lot of folks who are at the top of the game in comparison to a lot of their, their, their other folks, so. No, that's a good point. And I think the current perspective is that you can't be just a top player and expect to make it into a living. Yeah. It, that can be certainly a part of like your content creation. Yeah. You know, you're, you're a top player, so watch me stream. So yeah. watch my YouTube content. Yeah. Um, that I think is viable. There's plenty of people doing that. But just to be a, a top player and to win tournaments and make that your career, Nah, I'm not sure that that's doable for almost anybody. Maybe a small handful, a tiny handful. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't really expect that to change. Um, it would be nice, you know, yeah. if, if more companies had more money, like in Multiverse's uh, $100,000 prize pot is incredible. Wow. Yeah. But that's not really something to be expected, in my opinion. I don't think that that's something that we can rely on. Even in other esports, I'm not sure that the current plans are like long-term sustainable, yeah, for sure. uh, or even like short-term sustainable yeah, yeah, in some yeah, yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm not super high on the idea of players being able to just be players and make careers out of it. You know, it'd be great if they could. Yeah. I mean, like I would love that, but I, in terms of is that practical, it doesn't really seem to me like that's the case. I think it's more like that's part of how you can make a living, yeah. and the other part has to be like making content, or maybe you have some other job that is related to it. You're a tester or something like yeah, that. So yeah, yeah. Something right. else. So that part of the conversation about, you know, again, this may not necessarily be the, the full-time job that a lot of the content creators will be able to kind of really engage with. Are you seeing, and, and again, like I know we are probably around the same age. I'm an old fart, but I know you're, you're younger and you look better, you have hair. You're, you're doing it better than I am. I don't know what happened. This is all stress and, and nonsense. <laughs> um, but you know, coming from the era that we grew up in, yeah. right? We didn't have a lot of these options. These weren't things that were, were, yeah. were kind of ready for us. We missed that boat by, by almost probably a decade in a real yeah. way. But it feels like the space is even kind of more broad and, and more encompassing and more welcoming in the ways that we, we, we've seen it kind of grow. And FTC itself is very, very uh, uh, fantastic in that way of like ushering and pulling in so many different folks from all over the world. And, and, and other. Do you feel like even the games now that we're seeing with that online component is making that even easier for so many other folks to kind of come into the space and really be welcomed in? I do think that's true. I do think that there, the good online play allows even more people to play and yep. be welcomed. I think that's true. We were talking about Mortal Kombat a little bit ago. Yeah. And, um, the winners of that, the top three of that, were two players from Chile, two twins from Chile, 17 years old, 
And while they play against each other all the time, yeah. you know, they're playing all, offline, they also wouldn't have been noticed if it hadn't been for online play. Yeah. And it would have been hard to imagine them flying out here or to the previous events that they went to without like the scene having realized that these players are super good yeah. by playing them online. And that kind of thing has been happening for years at this point for all the games that have good night go. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I do for sure think it's true. Um, it, like, I don't think it's a coincidence that Skullgirls is as like diverse as it is and that it also has fantastic online play. Yeah. You don't need to go out and meet people in person. If you're nervous about that, or if you feel like you're like a, you know, a little bit of a different type of, of person, yeah. you don't need to, you have this on, online play. But that then fosters mm. offline, in-person events that are a lot more interesting and a lot more different kinds of people come out to that. And like that scene, for example, Skullgirls has had offline events even though it's got great online play. Yeah. Like that's something that we continue to see 10 years into the game. So yeah, I do think that online play can have a really big impact when it comes to stuff like that. God, I could steal you for like an hour just to talk about con uh, character viability yeah. in that conversation because that's even changed in a lot of different ways. And I think that's also been a really interesting bridge between cultures and, 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 and regions as well, like folks kind of coming in for that kind of stuff. Um, uh, Street Fighter VI is on the horizon. Looks fantastic. Got a chance to get hands-on with it. I know you've had some time with it a little bit yet. Not yet. I have not had any this time This is to play unreasonable. That game. I'm here, here I am happen? right here talking instead of playing Street Fighter VI. I am sorry. I apologize. I apologize. We got to get we got to get this man it's on the good. It's all good. Um haven't had a chance to play, but I know you've seen a bunch of it, yeah, at least yeah. from the stuff they show. How are your thoughts about it so far? Ah, I'm really excited about it so far. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It makes me think back to Street Fighter V and how, although I was really excited about the gameplay, yeah. the, as a package, it was like clearly not entirely there at launch. Yeah. And Street Fighter VI, totally the opposite. Mm. Everything, in my opinion, looks great, from the graphics to the, how the gameplay looks, to the mechanics that are in the game, yep. uh, I think are all super cool. But then there's also like clearly much more of a focus on not just the straight up 1v1 versus. Yep. There's other stuff that they're doing that ended up being in Street Fighter V yep. over the long term, for sure, but wasn't there initially. So I'm really excited about that. That makes me think that Capcom is, um, is putting in a lot more resources yeah, into yeah, yeah. it. And the focus on community in it as well is, makes me really happy. My friends are in the game, it like is actually so commentating. Dope to see this oh, part of I, it. That made me so happy. Um, so that that I think really has a, a good sign for the future of how they're planning to you know work with the scene, um, have tournaments in the future, events in the future. I think it, it's really bright. A couple last questions for you before we let you go. I know I'm a big NRS fan. That's that's my bread and butter game. I'm going to be dumping through multiverses in Street Fighter 6 when it drops. What do you think we're going to get? Do you think we're going to get MK12? Do you think we're going to get the Injustice game? What do you, what do you think we might be landing at? Um, well, did you see Ed Boon say that they're not announcing anything from Mortal Kombat But the thing weekend? is, like, I've met, Ed, I've met Ed so many times at this point that Ed always has a, a twinkle. Yeah. Uh, and, and the thing that I've always known about him is that he holds everything so close to the vest. So it is that up and down of like, I don't know if it'll be here. It doesn't really make sense to be here yeah. now because we already had MK Finals. Maybe maybe Video Game sure. Awards because they sure. had the last announcement at the Video Game Awards. But anything that Ed says, but, I'm like, I'm like, eh, what's happening? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, are they working on a game? Like, I'm sure they're working on yeah, a game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I would bet that it's Mortal Kombat again. Yeah. I don't really have a good reason for saying that, to sure. be honest. But uh, it's, just, it's just that the normal cycle has been over the last several releases, right? MK, Injustice, MK, Injustice, MK. Yeah. And then that same cycle of every two years, they've missed it big time yeah. for Injustice. Yeah. We're now like a year plus past that. Yeah. And so that just makes me think that they're just not doing Injustice. Yep. And again, I don't have, is that a good reason? 
Maybe not, but like, yeah. that's, we're all, that's we're my all, take. We're, we're all reading the tea leaves and <laughs> yeah, exactly, looking at the yeah. stars to figure out if it's actually gonna happen in yeah. that way. Last question before we let you go. I have been trying to get into more hosting spaces. I've been doing more of that work. Yeah. You've been uh, a master at that craft for a long period of time now. Uh, you know, rocking many, many of a commentary desk and, and doing such fantastic work. For the folks at home, a lot of stuff we do at Spawn on Me is try to tell people how they can get into the industry, how they can kind of move that space, especially folks from underrepresented communities. For folks who are, are hoping one day to get into a space where you, uh, where they can be in a spot where you're doing the kind of work that you've been doing, what would you tell folks who are like trying to get into the commentary desk and trying to get to that space too? It's definitely competitive. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people. A lot of people applied to do Evo commentary and did not get it. Yeah. And the people who did are all great, but many of the people who didn't get it are also great. Yeah. I, I really think that it's a tough competitive space as much as being like a top player, to be honest. Yeah. And, and for some of us, there is a legacy aspect to that. Yeah. I don't think that I would be able to apply now if I was new and get in. But mm. I happen to be in this lucky situation of right at the ground floor of it when the expectations were really low and then not let me like work on it well enough to like you know improve. Yeah. Um, just a different story for people today. So I, I think that the best thing to do is the same kind of thing as to do when you're joining anything. You know, yeah. research it, make sure that you understand not just the game, but also the fact that commentary is certainly partly about like how well you know the game, but also how well you're coming across. And mm -hmm. that's that's its own skill, as you know, right? I mean, mm -hmm. that is that's something that you can work on. And there's a lot of resources to work on for that. There's a lot of resources about how to improve your voice, voice acting. There's a lot of books and videos out there about that kind of stuff. There's a lot of, of uh, books and videos out there about how to present yourself, how to do things like public speaking, how to bring your points across in like a clear and concise but funny way. Um, so I think there's a lot of research that can be done. But I think at the end of the day, what, what people want is, is unique voices. Mm. And they don't want people who sound like or act like other people. Yeah. Right? So each of us is unique and we all bring a different you know, idea about how to commentate. And that's what I want to see more of from other people. Uh, I think all the good commentators I can think of are people who have very much their own things. Not necessarily like their catchphrases, yeah, although yeah, certainly yeah. some do, but they're, what do they like to focus on? Some people like the, the analysis or the emotion of it or the hype and the humor of it. And there's all these different ways that you can take and each of us has a different combination of that. So I, I would say that, you know, do your research and stuff, but also make sure that you're staying true to yourself. What do you like about mm. the game? What do you like about commentary? What mm. kind of jokes do you like? Yeah. They may not be what everybody likes because that's just true for everybody. True. All of us commentators get flat. Every host gets flat. Yep. <laughs> and, and that doesn't mean that you're doing a bad job. It means that you're, you are catering to some people, but yep. not to other people. Yep. And the people you're catering to are really happy about that. And you know who, are, who cares about the rest, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I think that, again, staying true to yourself while also doing this other research is a huge way to move forward. Yeah. Amazing stuff, Ultra David, as usual. Again, thank you very much for hanging out with me. Yeah. Your voice and, and, and so many of your memories and my memories tied to this to this industry and to this space uh, have come through your voice and through through your commentary. Uh, so thank you very much for hanging with me for, for the time at Evo, man. Happy thank you, man. Evo 2022, we only bring you the dope stuff here at Spawn on Me. We'll see you very, very soon. Much love and peace.